A stranger comes to the village and delivers the news. Didi hears a woman's voice in her yard. She's upstairs, going through the boy's old clothes, deciding which ones she wants to keep and which ones to pass down to a neighbor's children. Her first thought when she hears the woman's voice is that something has happened to her husband in the city. Then she knows it's something else. She stands still, holding in her hands a pair of dark blue shorts, too tight for her older son, Amit. Is anybody home? The woman cries out again. Didi goes to the window. Are you the woman named Sulochana? Didi nods. I have to talk about an important matter. The woman identifies herself as belonging to the next village. Then she makes some connections, throws out some names, that form a vague picture in Didi's mind about who she is. A sickly feeling has started in Didi's stomach. She doesn't want to hear this woman. I should shut this window, she thinks, and I can go back to sorting my boy's clothes. But there is no going back. Sometimes I feel like my heart is going to break, the Master G wrote in a letter not too long ago. At the thought of not being able to come home again this year. My heart is going to shatter into pieces, that's what I feel. But this separation is not for long, Sulochana. Next year, I am sure to visit. Didi had squinted at the words, mumbling them to herself for coherence. She had studied only up to seventh grade. At home, he never called her by her name, but in all his letters, he addressed her as Sulochana. In the evening, when the boys had come home, she told them, Next year, he can't come this year, too many students. That's what you get for having a brilliant father. She'd formed her own picture of the name her husband had amassed in the city. People greeted him when he strolled the streets. Each dawn, when the air was fresh and vibrant, he made rounds of the temples. His forehead smeared with tikka. He returned to his neighborhood, drank tea in his favorite shop, before going to the school where he taught in the morning session. He returned home around noon, and soon thereafter received his first students, to whom he gave his private tutoring. Sons and daughters of high-ranking officials lined up at his door to seek his assistance. The other day, the prime minister's wife came to see if I could tutor her nephew, he'd written. I told her that she ought to have sent someone to fetch me, but she said that she didn't want to disturb me when I was hammering away and chiseling the shape of young minds. Hadn't the king himself often said that the youth of today are the nation builders of tomorrow? She observed the four students I was tutoring at the moment, all of whom were staring at her slack-jawed, and said that four nation builders were already in the making. Sulochana, the prime minister's wife! What did I do to deserve this luck? Sometimes I feel that I don't even deserve you and the boys. How patient you have been with me in this absence, this pida of our long separation. Pida. She loved the word he used for his torture. Pida was what she felt, too, except she never expressed it. The sickly feeling carries a smell that rises from her stomach to her mouth. It's like the odor of an animal. The shorts she holds in her hands have a urine spot that is not completely washed away. What's going to happen to my boys, she reflects. But it's too late, and she knows it. She's not at the start of this momentum.
She's already in the middle of it. The boys are going to suffer. Other people, unknown faces she hasn't yet met, are going to suffer. People who are now suddenly connected to her. Are you going to invite me in? The woman asks. Whatever you need to say, feel free to say from the yard. The matter is a bit too delicate for the open air. It's okay. Kasto kuru nabuche kobanya. It's for your sake I'm urging privacy. I perfectly understand. Either tell me right here or go your own way. The woman looks annoyed, but then she begins to speak. Her manner of speaking is sing-songy, as if she were reciting a favorite ditty from her childhood. The woman finishes speaking her main bit, pauses, then continues.